talk to you today some more about <clears throat> developing faith in children, how to develop a, uh, help children come to know Christ, how to help uh, children have that faith. If you have kids or grandkids, then it's very important that you try to help them come to know Christ. If you have teenagers who don't know Christ, it's especially important that you, that you put your trust in Christ and that you allow him to have his way. How do you do that? Well, there are several ways that we develop faith in children, and that is through our example. Spiritual, re spiritual realities are more caught than they're taught. A child tends to accept your ideas of philosophy because he accepts you. He rejects these when he rejects you. Many people I know who have wondered what was wrong. Why didn't their children come to know Christ? Why did they turn out like they did? Well, always children have their own decisions to make, and I'm not denying that, and some of the godliest people I know have had a child that was very wayward, but generally that's not true, and I think it's because if they trust us because of our example, because of our walk with God, because of the way we live, because of what they see in us that we're depending on God, we're trusting in him, then I think they will also trust in the Christ we trust in. As one, one kid told me whose parents were really walked with God, he said, how in the world could I not trust Christ who was making such a difference in the life of my mom and dad? And I could see it every single day in everything they did. And that's so important. It's not enough just to take them to church. We have to walk with God ourselves. They can see our values and they can see our priorities. And if our values and priorities are perverted and warped, then theirs will be too. And they will, they will not come to know Christ in the way they should. You see, statistics have shown that the, one, the kids who rebel the most are the kids who come from homes where the parents are nominal, half-hearted Christians. And kids who come from homes where the parents are not Christians at all are more likely to trust Christ and live a life of godliness. So the Bible is calling us to be a real example. And our involvement in the church is important. And, but we can't just take them to church. We have to be there. We have to show the way. We have to help them understand what's going on. We have to be sure that we're living it at home. Also, another way that we can help our children come into the right relationship with God is through our unconditional love. And you see, there's one thing that everybody can understand, and that's love. And love can be spelled time, T-I-M-E. You don't love someone if you don't spend any time with them. You don't love someone if you don't listen to them, if you don't hear them, if you don't want to know them. And it takes time to get to know your own kids. A lot of parents today don't know their kids. Other people have their kids far more hours than they do. And they don't really know how their kids are feeling, what their kids are thinking. And oftentimes, the results are depression on the part of the kid because they need the parents and aren't getting the time, or they revolt against authority. What is this unconditional love that we're talking about? Well, teenagers especially need this unconditional love because they are the ones who are going through so many difficulties and so much growing up all at once. They're, 
they're about half adults and half kids. And an unconditional love is something that we love them in spite of, not because of. We love them no matter what. We love them when they're good. We love them when they're bad. And it's the kind of love God has for us. It's agape love in the, in the Greek New Testament. And how do we express that love? Well, words really help. We need to say, I love you a lot. That should become one of the most prominent things we say in our home to our mates and to our kids. Also, touch is very important. A touch, a hug, uh, an attempt to let them know if they're little sitting in our laps and loving them. Eye contact is really important. When you talk to them, look them in the eye. Don't be looking around at other people or other things, but look at them and let them know, hey, I, I really am listening to you. You're the most important person here in my life right now. And then give them praise and appreciation. Let them know, hey, that was something you really, that was great what you did in that class. And give them the praise that they need and the appreciation that they, they should have. And so if you do that and, and let God use you in that, I think that that unconditional love will come through because you see unconditional love is never based on performance because performance based acceptance is a total fiasco it will never ever work i love you if you make good grades i love you if you obey i love you if you do this or that that will, that will never work you can't do that and you can't be a perfectionist who thinks your kids have to be perfect nobody's going to be perfect you have to give them leeway to fail, leeway to mess up, leeway to do the wrong thing. Also, overindulgence won't work. Permissiveness won't work. We have to have that unconditional love that understands exactly where we are and where the kids are and takes them for where they are. Also, we can train our child and help them go to faith in Christ through specific teaching and training. We need to teach a lot of things, but one of the things we need to teach is forgiveness. We also need to teach them how to say I'm sorry, and I'll explain to you right now how to do that, and it's not easy, but it's to do it yourself. I know uh, uh, quite a few times as our kids were growing up, I had to say to them, hey, I lost my temper. I lost my cool. I said and did some things I shouldn't in disciplining you. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Now, maybe they were wrong, and that's why I was disciplining them, but I didn't do it right. And so I didn't say you were not wrong. I said I was wrong, but at the same time, I helped them to see that I was asking for their forgiveness, and I would ask them for it. We have to deal with that, or there will be resentment and bitterness on the part of the kid. And also, we have to teach them to have a daily quiet with time with God. Teach them how to have God's word in their lives every day. That, for my kids, was probably the most life-changing thing in their lives was their own personal time with God, which they started developing as early teenagers and continue to this day. Spending time with God in his word, letting God speak to them, letting God direct them, letting God show them the way. Also encourage them to read the Bible and other great Christian books and to be involved in their, in their church youth group where they can learn and grow. And then pray for them. <clears throat> pray for your teenager. Pray for your child. Pray for God to 
to work in their lives, pray scriptures for them, scriptures such as Ephesians 1, 18 through 23 and Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. Just pray those scriptures back to God for your child. Pray into the future for them, for their mate, for their vocation, for their purpose in life. And God will enable you to develop a child that knows and experience the wonder of his love. God bless you. Have a great day.